It's all hands on deck. We need everybody to aid teachers in our classrooms because our teachers deserve it and our students even more so. It's Dave and Allie's Mini Morning Show. If you can't take four hours of them, perhaps you'll enjoy this bite-sized version. So since the last time we talked to you, the numbers came out, the scores, the test scores for last year on the students. So we've got to ask you, since you're the, you know, you're the superintendent of all the schools, the scores didn't look good. What, what do you have to say about that? Well, it's not just Montana. It's, it doesn't mean that you know, we're all in this together, but really we are across our nation. Uh, the NAEP scores, which is the United States gold report card in math and reading, where we have fourth graders and eighth graders take these tests, that went down uh, quite a lot, over 7% that it went down in both math and reading. But what I've been looking at is the trend of specifically math And not just the trend, but when you start testing children at the age of eight in third grade, and then I look at them halfway through like in eighth grade, they should have all of those basic skills that are scaffolding then to algebra and to calculus where you use all the, you know, addition, subtraction, division, and multiplication skills. What we're noticing are those eighth grade scores are even more deplorable than they were when they first started the test. So that's a learning progression. We've got a problem then that our eighth graders, the the math isn't sticking to them. They're not being able to apply the math when they get into graduation. And in Montana, our graduation requirements are two units or two years of math. English and reading, it's four years. So maybe what we need to look at is our system of what is proficiency, what what does a C even look like, how do we know if a student got it, and then uh, do our state standards align with uh, learning progression? You know, if you learn when you enter school at kindergarten or even in pre-K, is it scaffold to that very next? So a lot of questions. We've asked the Board of Public Education to open up the math standards specifically. We're doing an initiative on math innovation zones to remove some of the red tape, to allow more innovative practices, looking at um, how we test our students rather than a one-size-fits-all pencils in the air at the end of the school year. Let's really assess them when the skill is taught. And the federal government has agreed with our innovative situation, and they um, are allowing this next school year to have a pilot. I have about 20 districts right now that are involved in this pilot program, and we are trying to innovate. What does it look like to teach? Are teachers confident in teaching math and reading? How do I make sure that they are Montana-made curriculum, not something that's outside of our state that doesn't fit with who we are, as well as then how do we test this thing at the end? So it's, it's a big discussion. We're talking a lot about it. Reading is going to be next, and um, it's roll up our sleeves, Katie, bar the door. <laughs> We're going to do as much as we possibly can for the responsibility of learning in the classroom with the student as well as helping our teachers, our 20,000 licensed teachers across our state, 
understand and reflect how to teach, when to teach, and rejoice in the success of teaching and learning. Well, I tell you, one of the things, I I noticed this with my wife. My wife's a teacher at Three Forks. She's a special ed teacher. And, you know, there's short staff there. And it's really tough on the teachers uh, because they're so short staffed. You're doing all kinds of different things. And then you're you're trying to teach, which is your main objective. Uh, Is there any, you know, relief coming to these schools across the state who are, you know, needing more teachers? Well, I appreciate this. You know, as a teacher of 23 years, parents, teachers, you know, it is so important, especially, you know, big shout-out to your wife there in Three Forks. When I look to see where we are with registering teachers, I'm over 700 teachers that are in need right now. I have 829 schools across our state. That means almost every school is missing a teacher. And that means, then, that that classroom role gets larger. There's more kids uh, that might be within that teacher's embrace and care. And I'm also not having enough paraprofessionals, those teacher aides to come in, especially in the world of special education, where we talk about students with different abilities. More hands-on is needed and more understanding and empathy for those students. And we have about 11% of all of our um, 150,000 students are students that reflect different abilities. So where is that money, though, going to come from to pay for more teachers? And really, I mean, the teachers that we have (laughs) need to get raises, too. I I don't see where where the money is going to come from. Well, it's interesting. I just looked uh, from the teacher's retirement system today. The average teacher's salary in the state is $57,000. $57,000 for the average. Now, the entry-level teacher, I know I've got teachers in our very rural that are making 22000 So I think the delta or the difference is what is part of the problem. But here's the other part. It's a supply issue. We are aging as a state. You know, the average age of our teachers, I thought, was 48. Well, that was in 2010. It's grown at this point that it's the average of 51 now. That means that we're going to have an even larger teacher shortage as more of our boomers, or those pre-boomers then, retire. So we've got to build our teacher pool. We've got to recognize that a four-year degree in education may be leading to be looking differently. Maybe it's a three-year or a two-year with more of a mentorship to be able to have the opportunity for teachers to be able to teach. Maybe we need better digital devices, not take that teacher ever away from that student, but maybe there's more artificial intelligence, more technology that will aid as a tool for that teacher in whatever classroom they are teaching. But how are you going to get it, whether the, uh, you know, whether the parameter is four years of college or two years of college to become a teacher, if you're starting them out, you know, in the low 20s, how are you going to, you know, get teachers to want to come to Montana? Yeah, what's the incentive? The incentive is, well, one of the things that we did is break down that red tape and those barriers. 
so rather than just a, a single test for a teacher to be able to understand their knowledge in the area that they're teaching, we broadened it and opened it up to a portfolio. We opened it up to out-of-state teachers as well because we are losing teachers. Our retirement system right now, you teach for 25 years and uh, you lose your retirement if you continue going further. There is not an incentive to remain in the classroom. So we are also opening up the door to paying our student teachers in that third year. So rather than them sitting in a classroom at one of our brick-and-mortar university settings, we're saying come and learn about being a teacher, paying that mentor teacher even more. So we are opening up some of the pressure valves at this point. But it's going to take all of us to be able to recognize that the teaching profession, as we are in our medical profession, in serving citizens of Montana and teachers serve our very youngest, we need to make sure that there is an opportunity for them to be able to be there. I just went to the Board of Regents meeting in Billings. We need to make sure that our Council of Deans and our teacher prep programs understand that they need to have flexibilities as well. Never diminish the quality, but really look to see what other states are doing to enrich this population. I've got kids in high school right now that are taking dual credit on becoming teachers. Let's expand that. Let's build, you know, our plumbers and our electricians, but also our teachers as they look from middle school to high school. And that Grow Your Own program has been there. But let's add it and put more emphasis on it. It's not just about the money. It's about making sure that there's flexibilities and recognition that if you were a previous teacher in another state, that you have the opportunity to be that Montana teacher for whatever length of, of lifespan and education you've got yet. Because it's all hands on deck. We need everybody to aid teachers in our classrooms because our teachers deserve it and our students even more so. So one of the things that was announced earlier this month was the Teacher of the Year Award, and we were kind of lucky enough to have that teacher be right here in the Valley. Um, Who was selected and how was uh, she selected for this award? Perfect. So when I first got into office then in 2017, I went and I really researched how can we really support teachers because Like I said, myself as a 23-year teacher, my parents' teachers, I wanted to make sure that we honor and support them. So it used to be held within the union. And what I did is I had our uh, association of chiefs across the nation, as well as in our four territories, we really looked at this to see how is it that we can really support these teachers. So I brought in a group of my association, and we worked within the union. We worked within school administrators, school boards to see how we could make Montana's Teacher of the Year even better. And we had 57 individuals that applied for this. That's larger than we've ever had in Montana. We have it in nine different regions, and we also have it in a view where we have a cultural Teacher of the Year to make sure that everyone respects and honors who we are in Montana. Two committees came together, and at the very end of the day, we had four finalists, and we had someone from Sealy Lake, someone from Hamilton, uh, Catherine, of course, from Bozeman, and someone from Helena. 
and it was a unanimous decision to support Catherine Matthews from Highlight Elementary to be the 2023 Teacher of the Year to go forward um, and be in a competitive mode with those other uh, 49 states and four territories. And we were so close two years ago where we had Linda Ross out of Baker, Montana, science teacher in high school. She was picked up being one of the four finalists at the national level. So Montana is ready. Catherine Matthews supports students of all needs in that very early learning year. She's compassionate. She is responsible and very well respected. So what a great opportunity for Montana to shout out the Montana Teacher of the Year with Catherine Matthews from Highlight Elementary. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations, Catherine. Maybe she's listening right now. (laughs) Uh, Final uh, question for you. Uh, elementary and secondary school emergency relief funds, those end at the end of the week. What, what does that mean exactly? Oh, goodness. You know, $41 million was the very first uh, bucket of money that Montana received. And I am so proud that Montana was one of the first states to get this out. And if we all remember what happened that very late spring of 2020, the virus had just really hit us. Things were shut down. People uh, in all of our family communities, we didn't recognize what the impact of the virus was going to be. But Montana got the money out to schools immediately. I do have to have it go back to the federal government if schools don't expend it. 1.7 as of this morning has not been expended. And we are working very diligently with our school clerks to make sure that they give us a plan on what that what those monies will be spent for. If they give us a plan, then we accept that and then it doesn't go back to the federal government. But my concern is the next bucket, which is due one year from today, is $174 million. And then another year from that, in two years then at this time, I have $360 million that has to be expended. So if we can't spend the money right now what's it go- on $41 million, what's it going to look like for $360 million? So we've done a lot of workshops. We've talked a lot about relationships with school clerks because as we talk about a teacher shortage, these people that keep our school books, they're new too. I've got so many new clerks and I've got some vacancies as well. So we're working with school administrators. We're working with our county superintendents to make sure that they recognize how to talk to us so we can give them the money. So I don't so understand, a though. crazy problem. A crazy problem. Yeah, I mean, uh, most of these schools are complaining they don't have enough money for things. Here's free money from the federal government. Why, why can't we use that? It's a conundrum to me, too, and a lot of people have asked that question. So it's about relationships. We've been doing everything we can to talk to people in the community, the school boards, um, anybody that will listen to us. Rather than going to your taxpayer, let's use this taxpayer federal dollar right now, um, and let's expend it for the uses of keeping our kids safe and healthy, but that means it could go for an HVAC system, Uh, it could go for a water, Uh, it could go for uh, books or curriculum, it could pay for teacher salaries as a stipend, it could pay for tutors, 
It could pay for curriculum. There's a lot of things that these dollars can be expended for. So my big shout-out right now is let's look at the money we've got in our hand right now rather than going into the taxpayer dollar. Let's really, really see, you know, how we can be partnering together in enhancing learning of our students in our classrooms right now. Yeah, hope the superintendents are listening out there. Uh, Elsie Arnson, Superintendent of Public Instruction for the State of Montana. Uh, appreciate your time, Elsie. Thank you very much, and hopefully oh, we'll see you in a month. Blessings, blessings to you. And, you know, let's keep, let's keep embracing our teachers. School has been up and running now for almost a month and a half, and we've got a long road to go before the very end. So let's embrace those uh, teachers every single day. Bring them a coffee, a Snickers candy bar, (laughs) anything at all, and even just a smile to say thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for this great opportunity. Blessings to all. Want more Dave and Allie? Be sure to subscribe and follow them wherever you get your podcasts. Or join them on Facebook at Dave and Allie. And be sure to listen to them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KSky 106.9.